Hey, I'm Dwan Hill, and you're listening to my new podcast, Hey Wise Guys, ideas for creatives about what matters most. Hey, welcome back to this first season of my new podcast. This season is called Choose Your Adventure, and we've covered a few topics so far, including decision-making about faith, decision-making about relationships, and decision-making in creative projects. And we're going to continue that same vein of conversation today as we talk about something I call the creative formula. And we're going to discuss how to get past and to get through and to get rid of frustration and anxiety when it comes to being a creative person. I have a way to do that, and I think it'll help you out. It's called the creative formula, and I'm going to explain exactly what that is in today's podcast. Stick around, though, because at the very end of this episode, I'm making a special announcement for the first time that you're not going to want to miss. All right, it's time to jump in to talk about the remedy for anxiety through the creative formula. Two years ago, my wife and I were living in East Nashville, which is a bustling neighborhood outside of the downtown area. We were living in a house that my wife had purchased as a single lady. Um, Very grateful for that purchase because um, before we got married, her house had already been increasing in value because of um, the growth and expansion that's happening in Nashville. So when we got married, I decided to sell my house that I own with my brother in South Nashville, and I moved in with her in East Nashville. And we stayed there for a little while, and thankfully we were blessed with my son Tobin. He came into the world while we were in that house. And not long after that, we discovered that the house um, wasn't the best fit for where we wanted to stay as our family grew. We wanted to have more children, and this particular neighborhood wasn't the most welcoming for Uh, little kids, and it wasn't as safe as we would like our family to be in. But the biggest challenge was we had a lot of student loan debt. And if you have student loan debt, you know how hard of an issue that is to really move forward with any big purchases or moving forward in your financial future without being able to get past that mountain. I mean, at that time, our student loan payments were almost as much as our mortgage payments. Both of us were working full-time jobs and doing our best to manage our money the best way we knew how. We took financial courses, including the popular Dave Ramsey curriculum, and we did all that we could to try to get from under this massive debt. And we did a lot. We were able to get a lot of our debt removed. Um, But it wasn't enough to really give us enough wiggle room to try and get into a house that would support our family. And so... One of the things we realized was that her house had increased in value so much that the equity that we had in the house was a lot more than what we owed on the house. And so we started thinking, what would it be like if we were able to leverage the equity in our house to remove some of the student loan debt? And I'm not a mathematician or a real estate agent or really well versed in how things work in terms of financing and managing your money to do this type of big maneuver. But the more I thought about it and the more we prayed about it, the more peace we had about 
trying to move forward in this big endeavor, which was one, to get rid of the student loan debt that we had, and two, to find a place that was safe and suitable for our family. And that was a big decision for Laura and I. You can imagine all the thought process and the details that we had to consider and think about before jumping into this process. And I thought about that time in our life because I think it has a lot of correlation with this podcast episode. When we face big decisions, when we're looking at a mountain and we're looking at a struggle, it can be very difficult to think clearly and to make intelligent, wise decisions because there's emotion involved. There are issues and problems that are outside of your control. There is often a timeline that is moving faster than the rate that you want to decide or the rate you want to commit to a decision. And I don't know of many more bigger decisions than the ones that have to do with our finances and the homes that we stay in. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity to explore how we made that decision um, because we didn't do it perfectly. But I learned a few things from that process and that season of our marriage that I think could be helpful for creatives who are facing similar big decisions. One of the most challenging things to do when you're making a decision is to address the anxiety and the frustration that you feel in the moments or in the months or the days that you have to make that decision. It can be overwhelming and daunting to look an issue or a problem or a mountain in the face and not feel like that mountain is going to crush you, not feel like the wave is going to overtake you. It's so sad how so many young people are feeling hopeless and overwhelmed by the problems that they face. Even those with a bright future and abundant resources and friends and family to support them, so many of us feel like life is not worth living. I mean, just this past week, I attended a memorial service for a young man who took his life. And the statistics for this happening are increasing at a very dangerous um, and horrible rate that I couldn't let another episode go by without reaching out to young and old alike and encouraging people that there is a way, there is a remedy for the anxiety and the frustrations that we face in this life. I can't guarantee that it will be easy, and I can't guarantee that it will happen overnight, but I want to at least spark some hope in your heart, in the heart of your family and friends, and to remind as many people as possible that there is hope and that there is a way to face these seemingly insurmountable problems. For my wife and I, we started to move forward with our desire to get rid of the student loan debt. And every month that I would look at the bill, I felt the weight of those payments. I mean, if you have student loans right now or if you have an outstanding debt of any kind, you know what it feels like to have so much to pay and not enough to pay. (laughs) On top of that, I felt the pressure to take care of my family, to supply their needs, to supply food and shelter, and to also plan for the future, and to not just get by day to day. I wanted to start um, leaving a legacy for my children's children. I just just 
could not see how that could happen in my own strength and in my own resources. Um, I remember one night I came into uh, the bedroom with my wife and I told her of another unfortunate financial situation that we had gotten into. And we had to choose in that moment which road we were going to take. Were we going to be overwhelmed and swallowed by the situations that we faced? Or were we going to make some decisions to overcome them and to live a life of peace and joy, even in the face of seemingly insurmountable problems? And so through that process, I learned a few things that I want to share with you. I believe God gave me this three-step process that I call the creative formula. I first shared it with my church worship team. I'm one of the worship leaders at our church, and a lot of us were trying to figure out how to be men and women who are confident in our decisions, but also make room for inspiration from God and divine direction to help us make decisions in our day-to-day activities and also in our services, what songs to pick, um, what words to say when we minister to people, especially, for example, in this memorial service that I went to, how do you comfort a, a mourning girlfriend and how do you comfort a mourning mother or father who has lost their son? I mean, there is no way to really prepare for that and to make decisions about that unless you have a framework, um, conscious or subconscious, that will allow you to move forward and to make wise decisions about how to do that. And so I've named this the creative formula. And this creative formula is nothing that is etched in stone and something that you can't adjust for your own needs. But I do think these three steps are the foundational methods and processes and stages that will allow anyone to make confident and secure decisions concerning the problems that they face. Not only that, but when you have this framework in place, when you have this process moving in your favor and helping you to move past the current situation that you're in, it also helps to um, diminish and I dare say eliminate frustration and anxiety from the decision-making process because you not only have an idea of a decision, you actually have the steps in place to help you make that decision. So let's jump in. Here's the creative formula, a remedy for anxiety. Step number one of the creative formula is something you may not expect, but it's the most important step of this whole process. Step one is to pray. You all probably know by now that I believe in Jesus. I believe that he is the way, that he is the truth, and that he is the life for every dead situation that I may face. And it would not make any sense for me to move one step further toward any solution without consulting the person who knows everything. And I really believe that skipping this step is the main source of frustration and anxiety for a lot of us facing these huge issues in our life. Um, It's no surprise That when we depend on our own knowledge and our own wisdom to navigate the intricate details of our lives, of our finances, of our emotions, of our spirits, that we get lost and tangled in an inescapable web of confusion because we don't know all the information we should know. We don't have in ourselves the wisdom and the knowledge and the insight to make the decisions we need to make. It is 
God alone. It is by his spirit alone that wisdom is found. And that's not to say that people can't have information, but I do believe information alone is not the solution to these problems that we're facing. If you were to talk to someone who's dealing with anxiety, it doesn't help them to just give them information. Without the light of revelation, without the light of insight and wisdom on how to navigate the intricacies of this life, I don't think there's much hope. However, when we consult God, when we consult the words that he's given us in scripture, and we invite him into our decision-making process, we don't just invite a set of rules or a set of information. We invite an all-knowing, all-powerful person to walk with us as we endeavor to find a solution to the problems that we face. And I want to highlight how important it is to believe that God is a person who not only is invested in the personal plans that he has for you, but he also is a ruler. He is a king. He has plans for you and everyone else, plans that go way beyond our understanding and way beyond our expectations. And scripture says that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. It hasn't even entered into our hearts, the plans that God has for us. However, the next verse says, that he has revealed it to us by his spirit. These lofty, unbelievable, good, immeasurable plans that God has for my life is revealed to me by being connected to his spirit. I want to read this verse in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. It's a verse you probably heard, but it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight or he will direct your paths. I just want to emphasize over and over that it's important before you go another step, before you consult another person, before you read another book, to pray and to invite the Spirit of God to lead and direct you. I remember when my wife and I started to think about the difficult situation that we faced, about getting rid of the student loan debt and finding a safer, more suitable home for our family, we talked to our pastors, we talked to our leaders and our friends and family, and almost unanimously, the advice that we got was pray. They encouraged us to spend time praying and asking God for wisdom in this situation. And and I'm so glad my wife and I did that because throughout that process, through that season of decision-making in our lives, we were faced with so many small decisions that seemed insignificant in the moment, but turned out to be very important and powerful hinge points of how we were going to get out of that situation. This is where I want to point out step two of the creative formula. Step two of the creative formula is to plan. After you pray, After you consult the person who knows everything, he gives you wisdom and he gives you a plan. Now, this plan may not be strategic in the sense of 1700 steps (laughs) or a blueprint for the rest of your life or even five steps ahead of you. Sometimes the plan is simply the next step. And that next step for us was to reach out to this realtor recommended by our mortgage broker and 
This realtor, his name is Jonathan, was such a great help for us in this process. He was so informative. He knew exactly what we needed. He was compassionate to our situation, and he was able to walk us through some very important negotiations that came up later in this story. Proverbs again says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. That's Proverbs chapter 16. Commit your way to the Lord and your plans will be established. Proverbs 16 and 3. I love that so much because once we pray and we hand over our anxieties and our stress and our frustrations to God and we allow him to carry them and to touch us and to heal us from the brokenness that comes when we try to carry things on our own, he in turn gives us a peace that goes beyond all of our understanding. And I believe it's that peace that opens our minds to hear these supernatural plans that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. But those plans that have been revealed by his spirit, we are now able to hear and apply those plans to our lives. And this happened to us. We started making plans to put our house on the market and to look for another house to move into, which was not our original plan. But the peace of God was guiding us toward this. And um, even through those obstacles, even though we had a few offers on the house that didn't go through, even though we placed an offer on another house that wasn't accepted, we had a peace. We chose peace, knowing that God was going to guide every step that we needed to take and that he was going to work this situation out. Which brings me to step number three of the creative formula. After you pray and after you plan, step three of the creative formula is to pivot. Now, some of you might be nervous about that word because you're like, wait a minute, if I've prayed about something and I've planned it, why would it change? Why would there be any room for God to speak to me and for me to make a plan on his word, and then have to leave space for pivoting. But let me tell you, but let me tell you, this pivot stage is so crucial. This is the phase in which our faith and our trust in God and in this process really shines. Because what happens is we have to humble ourselves to the possibility that as we move forward in faith, The journey and the adventure and the growth and the maturity actually comes when we have to adjust to the changes that happen around us. This happened for Laura and I. We found this house that we really liked. It was at the top of our price range. We just did not think we could afford it. Um, We first pulled up to the house. Both of us had a really good feeling about it. And we told our realtor, we looked at it. And unfortunately, after we put our offer in on the house, um, it wasn't accepted. In fact, not only was it not accepted, it wasn't accepted because our current house did not have an active offer on it. And we weren't able to buy a house unless we sold the house that we were in. So double problem. (laughs) We're not able to sell our house and we don't have enough money to get the house that we want. And again, there is an opportunity to do one of two things. We could have given up and settled for what was comfortable and what was around us and not pursue what we had peace to pursue, or we could recognize this as a pivot step. We could say, wait a minute, we know God is with us. We know we've made a plan. And just because things don't look like the way we plan them to look, that does not mean 
that we are unable to move forward. And in fact, if you feel like you're in that spot, it's okay to go back to step one and pray again. (laughs) Because this pivot step is actually the opportunity to reaffirm what you've already received. As you start to see changes around you, as you look at the unexpected circumstances, it's an opportunity to say, let me go back and pray again. Let me reassure myself and reassure the people around me that God is still speaking. And I just believe that that's part of God's heart for us. He just doesn't want to download systems and strategies and schematics into our brain without a personal relationship and conversation with us about those plans. And I think one of the best ways that that happens is after we hear God's words, after we hear his direction, there's something special about God talking to us and making plans with us and even giving us the strength and the humility and the courage to see some of the circumstances change and still believe that the plans are going to work out. There's another verse in Proverbs chapter 16 that says the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. What an amazing verse. That basically means that as we make our plans in our heart, as we receive the plans that God has for us, the answer of the tongue is still from the Lord. In other words, God has the last say. (laughs) He has the last word in our situations. And It takes so much anxiety and stress away from the situation when even the plans that I make with the Lord don't define me as a person and they don't guarantee that things will turn out the way that I think they should. But it does guarantee that they will work out according to the will of God. And it does guarantee that I will have peace in the situation no matter how it turns out. And once again, This is what happened to Laura and I. Some way, somehow, within the next couple of weeks, our house not only was sold, but we were able to put a second offer on the house we wanted, and we moved into the house a month later. And God solved both problems at the same time. We were able to sell the house in East Nashville for enough money to pay off a large percentage of the amount of student loans that we owed to the point where our monthly payment was cut by almost 80%. And not only that, the house that we moved into is in a safe, quiet neighborhood, large enough for my wife and I to raise a family in a great space that we enjoy coming home to. It's so amazing how God places these principles in his words and in scripture so that once we dig them out, once we find them, we realize how powerful it is to walk through life with him and how dangerous it is to walk through life without him. And this creative formula, I really do believe, is a remedy for anxiety because as we pray to God and receive all that he has for us, we're able to confidently make a plan. And even if those plans don't work out the way we think they should or could, we still have a peace that allows space for pivoting. And that pivot space actually builds our faith and builds our relationship with the Lord. So by the time we have to make a decision, by the time we have to face a mountain or obstacle, we are encouraged, we're full of faith, we're full of peace that prayer, planning, and pivoting has created in our lives. So I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what obstacle is staring you in the face. And I don't know what mountain is standing between you and the destiny that you know is yours. But I want to encourage you, 
that this creative formula does not belong to me. It's something that I discovered as I walked with Jesus. And I want to share that with you. I want you to know that the anxiety that you feel, the frustration that you feel as you look at this mountain is not yours. It is not part of your identity. It is not yours to own. You can give it away. And not just give it away, you can exchange it for a peace and a joy that goes beyond all understanding. Be thankful for the access that you have to God's presence. Be thankful that you have the tools now to make great decisions. But don't just be thankful. Decide to use the tools that God has given you. Pray, plan, and pivot. And I believe that as you do those things, as you receive this truth, you will experience and discover the remedy for anxiety. Hey, before you go, I have a big announcement I want to share with you. You know, this podcast episode is just a piece of the information that I want to share with the world. And because I have so much that I want to share, I am packaging more information for creatives in a brand new series that you can find on DwanHill.com. There's a brand new video there called Three Creative Sparks for Stress-Free Decisions. Three Creative Sparks for Stress-Free Decisions. It's a free video that you can check out at DwanHill.com. And I love to share that with you and give you more resources and information to live a creative, inspired, and faithful life. So go to DwanHill.com, check out that video, and I'll see you next time.